Hello, family. I'm so excited to be before you today. I have a special guest and I can't wait to share or hear him, have him share information about himself. My name is Janelle Haynes. I am the president of the Eagle 7 Early Risers Toastmaster group that meets every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. I'm also the proud principal owner of Just Be LLC, and I am beyond excited because I have a very special guest with me today. His name is James Stacy Utley. Not sure if he wanted me to give out my whole name, but it's all good. My whole government name. <laughs> the whole government. You out there now. Um, but your accolades put you out there if I can just share them anyway. Uh, Stacy oh. is an architectural designer, also a well-known educator in the city of Charlotte, North Carolina. He was most recently highlighted for his solo exhibit at the Charlotte Elder Gallery of Contemporary Arts. This is super exciting because this was this was his first solo exhibit. And it's my understanding he had a great turnout. And I just want to give him an opportunity to share some of his story and just tell tell me a little bit about himself. One of the things that I truly believe is that I have an opportunity where I've been positioned such that I'm either beside someone or next to someone with an awesome story. And so this is why I'm here today to get some of Stacy's story. If you would, tell me, give us your elevator speech. My elevator speech, okay. Uh, so, wow. Okay, so my elevator speech would be, you know, my name is James uh, J. Stacey Utley. Um, I am a, I'm an artist. And uh, my work is about telling stories, telling stories that need to be told, um, unearthing them and, and telling the stories, even if it's not my own. I think as artists, we have a responsibility to tell a truth and that truth could be our own or that truth could be somebody else's, but it all comes from inspiration. And so when we are inspired, um, that is how we kind of create and how we create best. And so I think that would be my elevator speech. That it has, it has actually has taken me a while to kind of craft craft that to be able to call myself an artist and to and to stand in that. And so I think to to do that, once you do that, people kind of start asking, "What kind of artist do you do?" And and it kind of leads into a conversation. But I think that is my speech. It should be short and sweet, but enough to you know enough to give enough information so that they can start asking the right questions. No, excellent. That's awesome. So given you know the evolution, if you will, of being an artist or deciding mm -hmm. that moment you knew you were an artist, would that be a part of your story? Is that where your story would start? Or just tell me where your story would begin? I don't know. I think I think my story probably would start from the very beginning. Um, I think when I look back over my life, I've, I've had a very, very blessed life where I've had an opportunity to um, experience a lot of things, um, a lot of great things, a lot of things that are not so great. But I think as an artist, one of the things that we do is that we are great in carrying baggage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're great with carrying baggage. And it doesn't sound good, but I think we use that as kind of like as our resource for material. And, um, you know, you, you carry stories, you carry um, emotions, you carry these types of things and then you draw and you draw from them whether you are um, painting, singing, or writing, you gotta, you know, the best type of artist is the one who paints and create, or the, or the best type of creative is the one who creates from what they know. And so I think for my story, it will really start from the beginning um, because my dad is also an artist. Um, he, you know, uh, he, I say he's a better artist than I am. Uh, but my father is definitely an artist. And the night that I was born, there's a picture that I have of him um, 
taking a drafting class. And so I've always kind of kept that. And I felt like, you know, that me being a creative, it was in my DNA. Um, and so um, I think my story would definitely start from the beginning, from those experiences uh, with my family. Have you decided, or at some point did art, art, your artistry or your design turn into a business? Yes. Uh, for me, I dealt with it a little bit when I was coming out of college. And I think it was, that was kind of like a lesson learned for me because it was, everybody was telling me what to paint, what to do, what to draw. Oh, this will sell. You need to do this and do that. And so I pulled back from it. But I still wanted to do it. And I wanted to be an artist. And I remember when I made that decision, it was 2011, around that time I started thinking about it. And I decided I wanted to go, if I was going to do an artist, be an artist, I wanted to take it seriously. I wanted to go back to grad school and I wanted to learn about it because I was just doing art because that's what I knew how to do. Yeah. And so I went back to grad school because I wanted to study artists. I wanted to get a better sense of it. I wanted to study what it meant to be an artist and for it to be a business um, and to really kind of take that step. Now, you know, that was 2011 and um, I went back to grad school, finished in 2014. Uh, 2014. And after then, things just kind of really started, you know, progressing, you know, one thing, we got another teaching opportunities, um, doing small, doing group shows that turned into large group shows and then residencies um, and then opportunity to do public art um, and, 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 and utilizing my skills as an architect and, and public speaking to going after projects and working with communities. And so it, beca it became a business. Um, and so my time is working as an architect in a firm um all of that prepared me to running my own business um in terms of being an architect writing proposals um going into meetings working with communities engaging with communities and stuff like that so those things prepared me for that and so to where i'm at right now um and so i think betting on yourself is very hard to do you know what i'm saying because there's so many unknown factors but i think once you do that and you step out on faith it really opens the door for a lot of opportunities. So, yeah, I mean, you know, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. did I answer that correctly? Yeah, no, there's no okay. incorrect answer. I mean, it's your story, right? And so, you know, you said something, stepping out on yeah. faith. So I have, I guess, a two-part question. You know, who mm -hmm. kind of gave you that push? Who said it's okay? You know what I mean? And is that the person that believes in you the most? You know, um, so there was there was a lot of people along the way that I was like, like gave me that push that actually believed in my believed in me before that. I, my, you know, of course, my wife, my wife always um, with the show. I remember she says, you know, nobody's surprised by this except for you. And so she has always, you know, kind of been. She has always definitely been supportive with that. Um, and so, you know, anything that happens, she was like, nobody's surprised except for you. And so that kind of like, that is that encouragement that I continue having. Um, uh, my mentor, Phil Filon, was very much um, a huge um, um, supporter who was just like, you know, you're going to go off and you're going to do great things and you're going to have to step out on your own at some point. And I don't think I knew what that meant at the time. But I think looking at him and understanding um, the the chances and risks that he took to start his business was 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 really important um, to do that. And then I also have friends that you know growing up was like, you know what, you'll do this when you're ready. And um, 
I have a, a friend of mine. She's now my big sister. She came to my show, uh, April Love. She's she always calls me every time I call her. She answers the phone. She calls me almost famous, and so <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, "How you doing, almost famous?" And I'm like, "Okay." But you know, you you have people. You have your village. You have your village that you know supports you and stuff like that, and keeps you grounded as, at the same time. Would those same people be a part of your starting yeah. lineup, as I call it? You know, your starting five. Or- the Fab Five. The Fab Five. Uh, yes, but I have a couple. I mean, yeah. Um, I have some others that have always just been supportive. Um, my, my, my boy Von Everett from high school. Um, Von actually was, where was he at? He was on a business trip and changed the schedule to come back to be at my show. And he's been at all of my shows. Um, he's somebody who's always kind of been supportive, like no matter whatever whatever I do. Um, I, I do, I do have, I do have my friends who have been like just a crew, and of course Ron and Vanna, um, You know that we all grew up together and have just kind of always been there to support, whether they're physically or just spiritually. Um, but I got, I got, a, I got a pretty good, I got a pretty good line up and a couple people on the bench that could jump in and tap All in right. whenever they need to. So yeah. You got your yeah. six man. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful I got my six man. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 I you know I always tell I have a group of friends. They're my what I call my elite eight. And you yes. Know, yes. They hold you down no matter what. Mm-hmm. There's some people you just know you can call them. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I think yep. it's especially important when you're an artist, right? When you do things your own way. Yep. Um, when you, mm-hmm. like you said, you are, you carrying this baggage, which is also like your motivation for mm-hmm. what's, what's making you great. You know, I think, um, yeah. a cool, the beautiful thing about being an artist is you can, you can literally just be, and that's from my observation, right? I, I love touching on art myself. That that's a place that I go mm-hmm. to with like my free time and, um, trying to do it different but it's definitely comes from a place of emotion when i feel like i need to go paint or i need to draw it definitely comes from a place of emotion or as you said some some baggage i'm carrying i need to put it somewhere right (laughs) um and Mm -hmm. so yeah somewhere Uh, you know does that when you need to put it somewhere do you have a special place you go to do you you know i know you said you like music and maybe that's part of the requirement but what does that space look like for you when it's time to you know go into the designer slash artist mode so i have a studio um that i go to and i i've always you know i've had a studio at my home for probably for the last i would say 15 years um, but I finally have my own studio that is def- that's outside of my house. And I go there, I throw on my AirPods, I'm listening to whatever type of music that I want to at that time and whatever I'm painting at that time. And sometimes I'm not even painting, sometimes I'm just sitting in there with all my work, with all my material and stuff like that and just wait to get inspired. Um, and I like storytelling. So either it's, if it's music, um, which I'm a huge jazz head. I love jazz music. Um, so I'm listening to that um, while I'm listening to the gospel or I'm listening to old school R&B, hip, you know, hip hop and R&B or I'm listening to some of the new stuff, you know, that that is out now. Um, or I'm listening to podcasts, those things, you know, interviews. I like, I just like storytelling. And so those things inspire me a lot in terms of um, 
just, you know, um, doing that. So my creative space is very much like that. It's very, very much like that. So I'm gonna flip it a little. Mm -hmm. Kind of same okay. in the same vein, a little, <clears throat> right? A little more personal. Um, what's the hardest decision you had to to make, and who did it affect? The hardest decision I've had to make, and who did it affect? I think the hardest decision that you have to make is to understand that at some point, everybody's not meant to meant to go along with you on your journey. Mm -hmm. And that is a lesson that you have to learn at some point in time. And I'm in my 40s and I think, I don't think I'm not learning it. I think I'm comfortable with it now. Mm -hmm. But you know, I, I think in my 30s, that was a hard thing to do. Cause you know, you, you, you think that you want to take everybody on this journey with you. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not meant for everybody to go on that journey. I think it's to go to a certain point. Or, it's a, or they come back, you know, they have to go off and live a little and do their own thing and you got to do yours and then you kind of come back. I think now I'm actually more comfortable with that and I recognize what it, it is and my um, emotions around that. And so I think that that is something that, who did it affect? I think ultimately it affected me because I had to get okay, I had to get okay with that. I had to get okay with the fact that I can't, everybody's not meant to go on your journey. Um, and that I have to allow them to go on their own journeys and I have to understand, I have to recognize that. And so I think that's the biggest decision to be okay to let some relationships go. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we have the tendency we want to hold on to them, we want to make them work. And sometimes making them work is actually letting them go because you got to let, you got to let that naturally happen. Um, it can't be something that you have to force. So, so I think that was the biggest thing, um, letting go of certain relationships and allowing them to be what they need to be. and and all that so yeah it's almost like just living in that moment like let this be the moment you know what i mean and mm -hmm. if it continues to linger as a you know as that great moment and something else you know comes from it that's supposed to be then cool mm -hmm. you know? um but also recognize we're, we're in a moment <laughs> you know that, right. that, was a moment, in a moment. that was a moment in time and you know, we would love to hold on. When, when you're good people, I think you love to hold on to what feels good. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. <laughs> something that's going to sustain that that feeling. So I want to talk briefly about, well, um, before we go there, I have a question. What is your legacy? Oh, my legacy. Mm -hmm. My legacy. And who, who will tell your story? I hope my, my legacy would be my kids. Um, I hope my legacy would be them. Um, I think what we kind of going off wanting to do and be an artist, I never want them to feel like they were the reason that I didn't go after my dream. Mm. Um, I want them to feel that I went after my dreams because of them. Not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because I yes. want them to go after theirs yes. and to not be fearful of going after their dreams. And so I try to support whatever it is they want to do and guide them in the right direction on how to go about doing that. And so I think that's what my legacy is, that I went after my dream and I reached, I would like to think that I reached some kind of level of success within that, enough that they recognize it and that they've been able to benefit from it and that they say, okay, maybe I want to go up and do what I want to do. Um, what feels good to me, what feels right to me. And so I'm hoping that by them creating their own legacies, they're telling my legacy as well. Oh, that's beautiful. 
Okay, I'm going to throw out a word and you tell me, you know, how this has impacted mm-hmm. your journey. The word is obedience. How the hell? <laughs> I said this thing. Um, so when I had an art show, I was doing an artist talk and we were talking about being obedient. And I said, the good thing about when God has something for you to do, he won't let you, he won't let it go until you do it. The bad thing about it is when God has something for you to do, he won't let it go until you do it. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you have to be, you have to be obedient. <laughs> you have to be obedient. You have to move within that. And so, um, yeah, I feel like it has definitely been a big part of my journey in terms of being obedient. And I wonder, I always question how, I do fall in that trap sometimes that I have to be careful how obedient have I been because I wonder if I prefer as far along as I, as I could be if I had been more obedient back then. And so that, that's one of the things that I kind of think about when I kind of get in those moments of like, hey, I'm not listening. And if I had been listening, that could have been further along in, my, in certain aspects of my life. Mm, that's very powerful. Nice. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to flip things around a little bit since you went there with family okay. artistry. And I want you to finish uh-huh. these statements. <clears throat> okay. I am. An artist. My favorite song is. It's right? tricky. It depends on my mood. <laughs> uh, depends on... Ah, depends on my mood. Depends on my mood. Uh, what am I? What mood am I in, in today? You know what? Because I am talking to you, and I have known you for a very long time, I am I'm in a '90s mood. Okay. And so I was actually listening to SWV's first album, Week. That's good. The whole album can't pick one song, right? Uh, it would have to be weak. It would have to be weak. It would have to be okay. weak. I don't know why I was in. I don't, I don't know. My wife and I were talking about that the other day, and I don't know why that song. So I was like, let me just play it. So yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And and I've known you since the '90s when that album came. Out. <laughs> it's so, a time piece, right? So yes, it's a time piece. It's a time piece. Absolutely. It's so ironic. It's ironic that we're doing this today. So <laughs> I love it. It's everything happens for a reason, and it's in a special timing, right? Okay. Yeah, it was preparing me for this. Who knew? Exactly. Exactly. So my why is fill that in. Oh, my why is my kids. I feel that people yeah. think I am, but I really am. But I am really. Mm. People think I am, but I am really. <laughs> okay. So people think I am. Uh, I don't want to say. God, think. People think I'm an extrovert, but I am very much an introvert. That was going to be my guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very much an introvert. I just got people skills. <laughs> I like it. I like you. You know what I'm saying? Good. I'm an introvert, but I like. I just got people skills. You yes. Know? I, yes. I do have to have my time to myself, and I don't like doing the parties. I don't like doing the crowds. Um, I I like my space. So yeah. Yeah, that's super important. We talk about yeah. that all the time. Self care mm-hmm. is it is undervalued. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, and being selfish is be and, and and self and being selfish is part of self care. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. I think that's I think we have to flip the association or flip the thought around it. I think we feel like if we're taking self care, then we're being selfish, and. Mm-hmm. And that's a learned behavior. 
it's a very learned behavior, you know, and, and, and being selfish is not always a negative thing. We're taught that it's being a negative thing, but my time is my time. And so to get me giving you my time is a gift, not a given. So I think, I think, yeah. So Absolutely. I, and it's funny. I tell my friends when I talk to them or when we have a moment where we can share some time and talk about life's happenings or even if there's an opportunity for them to just impart some wisdom or I can be encouraging mm -hmm. whatever it is I always try to leave that message like you are a gift because you're right, right. you know their right. time is a gift and mm -hmm. we have a choice right and yep. how we spend that time and so if you spare your time much like you did today I do feel like you're a gift you're a God-given gift um, and I'm so grateful that you know we have this time and we've had absolutely all these years to build upon that gift so all these years yeah all these years man it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> okay last fill in the blank okay i get really nervous when you know what i i get really nervous when i i do have a little bit of a, uh, a i don't want to say performance anxiety I, I do get nervous when i have to get up and speak in front of people i don't like it but I think one of the things, which is crazy because I'm a teacher also, um, but it's one of those things that once I do it, once I do it, I'm in that moment and I don't think about it anymore. I think it's the build up to that. And then once I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it. The jitters and everything goes away. But I think it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the anxiety that kind of builds up to that. And so I think I tend to over prepare. And if I'm speaking, if I'm giving a lecture, um, if I am, um, you know, even even my art show, you know, it is that anxiety. But once I'm in that moment, it's just like I'm in it and I'm good. So yeah, I think I think that is, uh, yeah, that that is when I kind of have the nerve, the, the the nerves are there until I'm in in that moment. So yeah, yeah, definitely can understand that. Well, my friend. We have come to an end, and I am eternally okay. grateful. Like I said, <laughs> I think both of us are laughing because it's amazing to see what we are in our lives and our journeys. Right. And think back to sixth grade in our wow. sixth grade. We won't tell the world how old we are now, but sixth grade to now, in some however many years later, sitting mm. in a desk just trying to figure out how to be middle schoolers to now talking Ugh. about, you know, this evolution of artistry, education, mm -hmm. design, podcasts, speaking publicly before people. I'm just, I'm just ex beyond excitement to still be in this place where you and I can discuss it as professionals, as friends. I think that's the most important part as friends. And I'm just grateful that you get to share your story with me and uh, I got to be a part of this journey and thank you for being here today and uh, I just want to say that I believe that I know and I believe in the story of extraordinary extraordinary people doing extraordinary things and you're absolutely one of those people and so I am grateful for you and I pray that God will continue to bless all the things that you touch and um, thank you once again no, thank you. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure.